So this week we're going to be talking about um, one of the hot topics, or really the main hot topic that's plaguing America today, and that's civil and racial injustice. So um, you heard the trailer, we're going to be talking about is there a Jesus for black people? And you may wonder, like, what is that supposed to mean, right? Um, So I wrote a Medium article um, just a few days ago, and really it's just a reflection of my own upbringing. Um, For those who don't know me, um, I go by green, but um, I'm also fondly known as Coach Mina, and growing up, I grew up you know, I'm an army brat, so I grew up overseas first, and then I came to America, and, um, I was poor for a while, my, my mom and I used to live in a car, then we lived in someone's basement, and then we end up, you know, moving in with, um, super awesome woman, I know her as Mamma, and she was white, and she was a minister, she took us in, we got to live in her house for a few years, she basically helped raise me, and, um, Growing up, I really just kind of saw two different types of people serving the same God. And what I mean by that is I grew up Christian in a Christian household. But when I would go to my grandma's church, like my black grandma, you know, Southern Baptist. And you already know, it was like a super hot one room, one fan church. We sweating. I got socks up to my ears, frilly dresses covered to, from my shankles, ankles, and wrists. Like, super hot, thousand degrees, praising the Lord. Boop, bam. Um, and then when I was with my mamma, my white minister grandma, we'd go into a nice contemporary church and everyone's smelling good like white diamonds and Marc Jacobs and they have their nice purses and we're sitting and we're praising the Lord and it looks so pristine and serene everyone's sitting and looking ironed and pressed and dressed to the nines and you know not really touchy-feely hugging you know um, like, my, like my grandma's church out out here in Boykins Virginia you know you hug everyone's your brother everybody's sister you know and just growing up looking at those dynamics, you know, really, you know, made me question, like, we all praising the same God. Like, is there one for black folk, one for white folk? And then as I got older, um, and I'm a little bit of a history buff. I'm budding, but I'm a little bit of a history buff. Um, you know, I started thinking back, back on our, our history um, in America, how European missionaries, you know, when they would first go to Africa to try and help out the colonization efforts by, you know, introducing the gospel to the natives. And, you know, keep in mind, you know, they saw um, native Africans as, you know, savages, less than them anyway. So they thought, well, we can clean them up a little bit, give them a little bit of Christianity, call it a day, you know what I'm saying? We can make them a little bit more like us so we can, you know, communicate better and start some deals and be able to do business with one another, you know, and eventually exploit later. And, you know, moving forth from, you know, the first European missionaries to eventually the transatlantic, transatlantic, excuse me, slave trade, um, they would use that 
that same God, that same Bible, you know, sometimes teaching the slaves how to read and how to write. And one of the first books they learn how to read is the Bible, which is the same book they would use to justify what they were doing. And in my article on Medium, I also, you know, mentioned how, you know, that use the Bible to justify by pointing out certain scriptures. Like um, for some of you that are not familiar um, in Genesis after um, Noah, you know, parks the ark on Mount, um, I want to say it's Ararat, Amarat. I'll double check that later. But essentially, you know, the 40 days and 40 nights are over. You know, the flooding's gone away. Noah and the fam are able to get off the boat. And this is when we come into um, Ham's curse. And Ham is one of Noah's sons. So, you know, essentially after they park the ark, they're celebrating. Noah goes ahead and plants a vineyard. He gets drunk. Ham, one of his sons, saw him naked. Something happens. We don't know what happens, but something bad. And then after that, Ham and his lineage, um, starting with Canaan, was cursed to be slaves, you know, of his other sons, Shem and Jephthah. And apparently, I guess Ham was black because that's one of the excuses that was used to justify why slavery is in the Bible. Clearly, it's holy. We could totally do it, you know. I don't know how they got that out of that. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Um, but for some reason, they just assumed we're going to use that justification. And then for some reason, we're going to teach the slaves how to read the same Bible that we use to justify to uh, enslave people. Not understanding that later on, maybe we catch on that that's probably not right. So the same Bible, you know, that was used to enslave us. Is the same Bible that was used to liberate us. So many abolitionists would reference the Bible, you know, as a means to end slavery because, you know, there's context. And I do love me some Jesus. I love me some Bible. Matter of fact, I'm in school. I'm currently a psychology and a biblical studies major right now. And, you know, one thing I've learned in this journey is context is key. Because people cherry pick what they want to cherry pick all the time, especially the Bible, to justify reasons for doing things. I think one of the biggest examples to date um, is Jim Jones and um, many other cults that have come up, cropped up in our society that use that same book. But cherry picking what you want, and you know that's why it's so important to have relationship, you know, with God for yourself because people can tell you anything. If you're not literate, if you don't have context, people could tell you anything. They could tell you whatever they want passionately enough, convincingly enough. And if you don't know that you know that you know Jesus for yourself and have context and reference and literacy, you'll just fall for anything. And so um, that's why I wrote this article because I was just challenging the thought, pondering the thought, you know. Obviously, I can't go back in time, nor would I really want to. But it's just amazing that the same book that was used to try to enslave people can also free people. You know, context is key. So if you ever get a chance, um, hop on medium.com or you can go to www.intenttoheal.com. The article is also there on our blog post. Please check it out. Please leave comments. Tell me what you think. And we'll be back next week.